Are you struggling to sign clients because your onboarding process isn't clear to them or to you? That's exactly what we're chatting about in today's episode. So let's get started. Hey, and welcome to Mama Business, a workshop-style podcast that helps busy mamas like you navigate the highs and lows of managing a family and having a business dream too. I'm your host, Sarah Brumley. I'm a wife, mama to three, and a hobby blogger turned business growth specialist. It's my job every day to help mamas grow, scale, and thrive in the online business world without sacrificing their family lives. Each episode features real-life talk about home and business, coupled with actionable strategies you can implement immediately. No fluff necessary. So if you are ready to create a bigger impact at home and in business, you are in the right place. This is Mama Business. Before we jump into the meat and potatoes of this episode, I wanted to let you know that if you are struggling to launch or grow your own business, you don't have to go it alone. Brumley Marketing is here to help. We're a family-owned small business focused on helping other small businesses achieve their biggest dreams. We offer done-for-you services as well as DIY resources. Our goal is to help you get recognized online, increase engagement with your dream clients and customers, and ultimately make a bigger impact on your community and your wallet. To access our resources or to schedule a free consultation, head to brumleymarketing.com and let's get started. Hey there, Sarah Brumley from Brumley Marketing here, and I'm really excited that you're here with me today. Is anybody else baffled that tomorrow is June 1st? I mean, we're nearly halfway through 2022, and I don't know about you, but I'm feeling like so much has already happened, and yet I still have so many things on my list to get completed before the end of the year. And I know that a lot of mama business owners have big goals for 2022, especially regarding revenue and sales. And that's why I think it's the perfect time to talk about getting those potential clients through your onboarding process, because you can dream of having clients, but if you don't have a process in place to get them to the point that they're actually going to pay you, they're going to find somebody else that will. To be honest, This topic came up as part of my own discussion with a potential client just last week. She was shopping for website designers, came across my company, and wanted to see what we could offer her. At the very end of our discussion, I asked her what her biggest struggle has been as she's gone through the process of interviewing designers. I thought her answer would be something along the lines of high price points, which is typically what I hear, or maybe not finding anybody who's qualified, which is also something that I hear frequently, but actually her response was quite different. She told me that her biggest frustration is that with most of the website designers that she'd reached out to, she didn't know what the next step was. She didn't know whether the call she'd set up would be a Zoom call or a phone call. She had no idea whether that person was going to call her or if she was supposed to call them or whether that person had scheduled the call in her time zone or theirs. She didn't know what the actual call would entail. Would they need her website information or would they just ask her basic questions about the project that she was hoping to have accomplished? She was really confused, and she told me that because she was confused, she'd missed two of the six interview calls she'd set up. Two of six. Think about how frustrating that would be. She's a busy mom. She doesn't have time to wonder about those things. Just taking the time for the meeting alone was a stretch. But then to add on the worry and all the unknown related to the where, when, and what of that call, that was enough to make her want to give up the entire project. 
Also, those business owners that didn't make things clear, they lost a potential lead who was very ready to put down the money to get the job done. You've been on one side or even both sides of that story. I know I have. And while we can't fix what other business owners do, we can make our own onboarding processes very clear so that our potential clients don't have to play a guessing game because no one wants to lose a warm lead just because they didn't know what time to show up for a call, right? I guarantee that if that happens to me, I'm not scheduling another call with that designer. So let's take the time today to dive into three ways we can streamline our onboarding processes and make our customer's journey easier. All right. If you want to streamline the process for your potential clients, the easiest way to do that is first and foremost to use technology. Why? Because you won't always be available at every minute of every day to answer questions. That's where technology can help you get the process started from learning about your services and prices to scheduling an appointment with you, filling out surveys, and even paying their invoice. You'll save yourself and your potential client a boatload of time by collecting and providing the right information. Now, before you switch off this podcast episode, because you really don't like tech or setting up tech or maintaining tech or whatever it has to do with tech, let's just reassure you, okay? The tech platforms that I'm going to be talking about today are a one-time setup that allows me to reap the benefits for years to come. And that will be the same in your case as well. In my own business, I've integrated technology in every aspect of the onboarding process. When a client, let's call her Lucy, because I'm going to actually use Lucy and this example throughout um, this entire episode. So just let's go ahead and stick with Lucy. So when Lucy finds my website, whether she searched and came across it from Google or happened to see it shared on my social media platforms, she immediately has access to my services page, complete with all of my pricing information. All right. This is my website we're talking about. Lucy can see other projects I've worked on straight from my website. She can learn a little bit more about me. She can decide if it's worth taking the next step. And if she thinks it's a great idea to take that next step, she can schedule a call with me. So once Lucy's decided an introductory call is a good idea, that call gets scheduled directly through a link on my website. So here's, I talked about my website a lot and the need for a website in a previous episode. So you might want to check that out if you're not sure about having a website. But the coolest thing is right now, Lucy wants a call with me and she can schedule that right now, no matter what time of day it is, no matter whether I'm currently working or not, she can schedule that call. So I use a scheduling for this at the moment. That's acuity, A-Q-U-I-T-Y, because it's fairly inexpensive. I really like it. It's easy to use, but I'm not going to lie. There are a boatload of other scheduling apps out there that you can use for this purpose. So definitely, if you're looking for a scheduling app, feel free to shop around. I know Calendly is one of them. Dubsado is a really good, like, overall, like, it does invoicing and much other things. So there are a bunch of different ones you can use, but I prefer to use Acuity. All right. So Lucy schedules a meeting with me through that link. She picks a time that works for her. 
in her own time zone. All right. So she's knowing that she's in Pacific time zone. She's picking a time in that time zone. And then she selects that meeting time. From there, she fills out a brief survey, which is all integrated through that scheduling app so that I can understand a little bit more about what she's looking for. Remember, I might not have talked to Lucy yet. All right. Lucy and I might be totally unfamiliar with one another. So I need to know a little bit more before I jump on a call with her. And that survey also helps, you know, it helps me, but it also helps her narrow down whether my services fit her needs. As she's going through and she's selecting, hey, I want a website design, she's recognizing that Instagram isn't even an option. So if that's something that she really wants, she knows immediately, hey, this group, they, they don't offer that. So that's really cool, right? From that point though, Lucy receives an email from me that states exactly what time she's meeting with me and that I will call her via the telephone number that she provided. Now, this email looks like it's coming from me, but this is not something that I am sending out manually. It's something that's set up so that all of the data is filled into the right spots in that email and then that's being automatically sent to Lucy. So super cool. There's no guesswork involved. All Lucy has to do now is answer her phone when it rings at the scheduled time. It's easy as that. In my case, outside of the short form that I have my potential clients fill out, I don't need them to bring anything else to the meeting, but your business might be different. So you could definitely make it known that you need um, something else brought to the meeting, or you need to have access to something before that meeting or whatever it is so that there's no guesswork in that either. All right. Now, Without utilizing my website and technology, this process might look a lot different. In fact, I know it will look a lot different. I'd probably have to go back and forth with Lucy multiple times via email, working to schedule an appointment with her. I'd have to know where she's located so that I can make sure the time is correct for both of us. And that leaves a ton of room for error and missed phone calls because time zones can be a little iffy. Anybody got mon... Uh, you know, uh, Arizona state time or whatever they do and they don't do daylight savings. I mean, it can be a mess. All right. Also, she might get on the phone with me. Like if we haven't gone through that whole checklist and you know, the little form that she's filling out about her services. So she might jump on the phone with me only to realize that she really wanted Instagram marketing and I don't do that. Okay. So that can be really confusing and it can definitely drag out the process and make it a lot more hands-on, a lot more time consuming, and definitely not in the best interest of you um, or your potential client. The first way to streamline the onboarding process is to utilize technology, whether that's a website, a scheduling app, whatever it might be. And that brings us to the second way to streamline your onboarding process, and it's to do it the same way every time. That means that you know ahead of time exactly what your operating procedures look like and are able to replicate that process for every single client. Now, let's start with what happens when Lucy jumps on that first call. In my case, I ask a variety of questions about her, her business, and sometimes even her family and life outside of her business. I share a little bit about my business practices and how things work when a client starts out with me, and I answer any and all questions she might have. It might not seem like a structured call, and that's totally the goal because I want to build relationships first and foremost, but the thing is that I actually have all of my questions written out ahead of time in a template that I copy and paste into a new client file so that I can take notes as I'm chatting with her. And that doesn't mean that I go down my list of questions, but it means that I know that I need the answers to all of those questions throughout my interview process with her. 
Once that call is finished, I let Lucy know that I'll be sending her an email that will include the estimate for services that she's asking for or I've recommended, as well as details from our call and next steps. Now, because I've made it a point to take notes into my template, I very easily just copy and paste that into my email, and she has all of the information about how to proceed if she chooses to go ahead with services. And I'm not joking, that email contains anything and everything she's going to need to know about how our process works and what I'll need for her in order to schedule her project. Truly, it's that simple. It gives Lucy, as the potential client, complete confidence in knowing the next steps to take, and it saves me a boatload of time. Why? Because I don't have to recreate the wheel each and every time a new client comes along. I copy, paste, change anything that doesn't apply, and then I let the potential client make that next move. As a mama business owner, I think this is so critical because you don't have time to waste, right? You need to get finished with that call, get the applicable information out, and then deal with other client work or get back to your family life. So do yourself and your potential clients a favor and set your onboarding process system up ahead of time so that you do it the exact same way each and every time. So the first way to streamline that onboarding process is to utilize technology, whether that's a website, a scheduling app, or whatever else you might need. And the second way is to do it the same way each and every time. And that brings us to the third thing, which is to ask for feedback. And this is something that a lot of business owners really struggle with. We've put the system in place and made it work for us, but we don't take into consideration how our potential clients see it or how it comes across to them, right? And that's why I love to ask for feedback in all areas of my business. It allows me to make changes, even minor ones, to help make the client experience so much better. I think this is especially important when it comes to the onboarding process, and that's why I make it a point to ask for feedback even from the first call. Not only does it help me going forward, but my potential client knows that I'm interested in what they have to say, and I'm always looking for ways to improve their experience. So what are some ways you can do this? Well, first, you can listen carefully to the things your potential client is saying. If she's worked with someone else in your industry, ask about the frustrations that she's had with that company, or take it a positive way and ask what they liked the most about working with that person or company. You can glean a lot from that. Then think about the things that you hear from other clients or business owners. What are common complaints that you might ask for feedback regarding? For example, maybe your last client mentioned that you didn't have enough availability in your calendar. You could take the time to ask this new potential client whether they were able to find a time that really worked for them. If you're finding that everyone you work with has a hard time finding a good time to chat with you, then it might be time to rethink your schedule. A couple of small tweaks to it might open up a world of possibilities, right? Another good way to get feedback is to ask someone to run through your process. Pick someone that's not great with the online world. Think about like your mom, your grandma, whoever it might be, and ask them to go through the process like a new client would. Did they get the email with all of the details after they scheduled their fake appointment with you? Were they able to understand what time their call was with you? Did they understand that it was going to be a phone call and not a Zoom call? You get the picture, right? Maybe you can even send them an example after the call email so that they can tell whether it makes sense from their perspective and maybe give you a little bit of feedback on that. 
These simple things can make a world of difference when it comes to taking that warm lead from just lead to paying client status. And that's really what we want, right? As business owners is paying clients. So that brings us to the action part of this episode. And you know me, I'm a huge proponent of taking action because action is where dreams turn into reality. And that's why every mama business episode comes with action steps you can take immediately to uplevel your mama life and business. Today's action step is this. Take time this week to do an inventory of your client onboarding process. Maybe you need to set one up entirely. Or maybe it's time to add some tech to the mix. Or maybe you need to ask for feedback. Whatever it is, though, don't put this off because there's really nothing worse than having warm leads, those that are ready to give you their money and get the job done, and losing them because your process is confusing. It just gives you like the the eebie-jeebies, right? Because you just, ooh, you don't want to lose that. So make sure that it's a priority this week to do an inventory of that client onboarding process, all right? Now, I know from personal experience that I am much more likely to accomplish what I set out to do if I'm accountable to somebody. So I'd just like you to take a moment and DM me on Instagram. I'm at Sarah L. Brumley, and I would love to hear kind of a little bit about your onboarding process and any areas that you're struggling with because it would be nice to be able to just, you know, give you a little support and encouragement throughout the process because I'm really here just cheering you on. That's the whole goal. Anyways, I look forward to chatting with you next week. Have an awesome day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mama Business. If you liked the episode, please leave a review on the Apple Podcast app. It might seem like a little thing, but it makes a huge difference. And if you have any questions, want to request a podcast topic, or just want to connect, you can find me over on Instagram at Sarah L. Brumley. Remember, it is possible to have your family and your business dream too, as long as you know what to do and when to do it. This is Mama Business.